0: الحمد لله الحمد لله خالق الوجود من العدم وجعل النور من الظلم فمخرج الصبر من الالم وملقي التوبه على الندم فنشكره على المصائب كما نشكره على النعم ونصلي على رسوله الاكرم ذي الشرف الاشم والنور الاتم والكتاب المحكم وكمال النبيين والخاتم سيدي ولدي ادم الذي بشر به عيسى Maryam, مريم ودعى باثته ابراهيم عليه السلام حين كان يرفع قواعد بيت الله المحرم فصلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى أتباعه خير الأمم الذين بارك الله بهم كافة الناس العرب منهم والعجم فالحمد لله الذي لم يتخذ ولدا ولم يكن له شريك في الملك ولم يكن له ولي من الذل وكبره تكبيرا والحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا والحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله أرسله الله تعالى بالهداه ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفّاب الله شهيدا فصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن شر الأمور محدثاتها وإن كل محتثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم بعد أن أقول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ربكم أعلم بما في نفوسكم إن تكونوا صالحين فإنه كان للأوابين غفورا وآتِ ذا القُربَ حقه والمسكين وابن السبيل ولا تبذِر تبذيرا إن المبذرين كانوا إخوان الشياطين وكان الشيطان لربه كفورا اللهم لا تجعلنا من إخوان الشياطين رب شح لي صدري ويسلِي أمري وحلُّ العُقْدَةَ من لساني يفقه قولي واللهم ثبتنا عند الموت بلا إله إلا الله واللهم اجعلنا من الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصَب الحقي وتواصَب بالصبر آمين يا رب العالمين Today's khutbah is dedicated to uh, hopefully covering 25, 26, and 27 these ayah numbers of Surah number 17 of the Qur'an, Surah isra I started talking to you about these ayahs from ayah number 23 onwards, and I, I, each time I do that, I remind you that this is a, the Qur'an's version of what you can call the Ten Commandments given in previous scripture. So the fundamental teachings of Islam when it comes to how we deal with Allah and how we deal with people around us. So in, in a part of that, the first couple of ayat were dedicated to parents, and I talked about that a few times. And then we get to ayah number 25, where Allah then stops before He gives us the next instruction and adds a point of reflection. And that's a, a style of the Qur'an. The Qur'an is not just a book of rules and teachings and tell you to do this and not do that. Because if you tell people to do something or not do something, that alone by itself is not guidance because you can actually obey Allah or actually even manipulate the laws of Allah and get away with doing wrong. So there's the outside of, for example, the act, the act of prayer. Let's take something simple, the act of prayer. On the outside of it, you have to have wudu, you have to face the right direction, you have to pray the right number of rak'ahs, you have to fulfill all of the components of the prayer, and the prayer is done. But if your heart's not in it, then it's, there's something seriously missing, even though technically all the requirements were met. So it can be that we obey the commandment of Allah in a way that people think that we, they obeyed it, we, we obeyed it, and we even think we obeyed it, but there's something seriously missing in what we did. Right? So, and, and that's in that's an act of worship. But when it comes to dealings with people, it gets even more difficult. Because if Allah says, be the best you can be to your parents, for example, which is the ayat we were talking about, then, well, somebody can lie to themselves and say, well, this is the best I can do. Because right? every, every person can come up with their own definition of what their best is, right And then really not, not really push themselves further and create a lie for themselves. And say, well, you know, I, th- this is what this is the most I can do. Well, have we really questioned ourselves? And that's why Allah you know, incorporated perhaps this ayah before moving on to the next teaching. He says, رَبُّكُمْ a'lamu بِمَا nufusikum. Your master knows better what's going on inside of yourselves. Whether you're making an excuse for yourself, what's really going on with your life, what's really going on with your heart, what you're really capable of. Deep inside yourselves, Allah knows you better than you know you. So he says, you, you can make excuses to others, you can even lie to yourself, you can't lie to me. right? And people can actually even lie to themselves looking straight in the mirror. They can lie to themselves. But you can't lie to Allah. So he says, رَبُّكُمْ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا فِي نُفُوسِكُمْ In another place in the Quran, he says, فَلَا تُزَكُّ أَنفُسَكُمْ Don't declare, declare yourselves righteous. Don't be self-righteous. It also means, don't assume that you're pure, like you don't need this instruction. That's for other people, they have this problem. Thank God he's giving this talk or this reminder about this ayah. I know somebody who really needs it. You like, you're immune from it, it's everybody else who really needs it. Because your hands are clean of it. He says, don't, clean, don't, don't assume yourselves to be pure. Who, you know, a'lamu he knows better who has taqwa or who doesn't. So don't, don't you know, wash your hands off of instructions as if it doesn't apply to me. And we've developed this kind of, unfortunately a subconscious mentality, that when we hear something being talked about from Allah's book, in our mind immediately we have somebody in mind that could really use this. Man, I wish they knew. Like it can't be us, because we're good. Alhamdulillah, the fact that we're listening means we're only listening so we can have somebody else listen, but not for ourselves, right? So he says, your master knows what what is really going on inside of yourselves, and he knows it better. Rabbukum a'lamu intakunu salihin. If in fact you are good, if in fact you are righteous, if you are doing the right thing, he knows that better than you do. So don't don't give that sticker and that award to yourself. He's the one that's going to give that to you. And then he says, for innahu kana lil And for those people who actually take a deep look at themselves, you know, Abba means to come back. So those who come back to themselves take an honest look at themselves and then turn back to Allah and say ya Allah you're right I could be doing better. And they have that honest conversation with Allah. Allah says for people capable of doing that and they do that over and over awab is a it's a pattern in Arabic faal this is called siratul mubalagha you know tadulu ala takrar. You know they say khabaz for the baker because he makes bread over and over again. They say qassas for the butcher because he cuts over and over again. Okay? Allah's name is Wahhab because He gives gifts over and over again. Allah's other name is Ghaffar because He forgives over and over again. Here Allah says, describing us, if we are to make our way to His forgiveness, He says, Kanalil Awab, same pattern. What that means is, people who check themselves, and then again check themselves, and then check themselves. It's not like, man, I checked myself like a month ago, I'm good. This tune-up is a daily thing. Actually, every salah is a kind of إِنَّهُ awabin So they, 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 they take a good look at themselves and say, what can I fix? They take a good look at themselves and say, no, 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 I could have done this better. I could have said this better. I could have... You know, I could have acted in this way better, I could have responded better, I could have reacted better, etc., etc. They're constantly checking themselves, and especially when it comes, it, it, this occurs right after the mention of our parents, so especially when it comes to our parents, we need to keep checking ourselves and not sit back and say, No, I'm dealing with them the way they deserve. There's, it's something that needs revisiting over and over again, as per the, the hint given in the ayah. Then he moves on to other relationship. So the first relationship was the parent relationship. Then he bunched all the other ones together. Okay, so he says, ati dal And he made this singular form. He says, and you give those that have closeness, The literally means that the possessors of closeness or the closest, the, the possessors of the closest ties. What this simply means is the people closest to you in your life, which obviously means family and some have included more than family too, people that are just very, very close to you in your life, your closest friends. But it, it's obviously a circle that starts with blood,. People that are tied to each other by the bonds of the womb are top priority in the book of Allah Allah says. So they are they come to each other. They, they have first rights over each other. So parents and children have already been addressed. You know, your parents have already been talked about. Now it's talking about your children it's talking about your siblings, it's talking about your uncles, et cetera, et cetera, right? So those ties of blood, g- grandparents, et cetera, now we're, we're dealing with them. And the qurba then by extension includes the spouses, then it includes, you know, the, you know, the close relatives, cousins, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the circle keeps getting wider and wider and wider, right? And he says to all of them, he says, dal ذَلْقُرْبَ حَقَّهُ and give the one that possesses that kind of closest relationship to you, give them their right. Now because it's singular, some scholars you know, argued that this may be talking to the Prophet ﷺ and specifically telling him about his family, etc. But actually if you look at the beginning of the surah, or this passage, illa It was given to him, but by extension to all of us. Right, so it, and the singular of it, what it suggests is, y- y- this is really important now, when it comes to family relations, the way your brother is dealing with your uncle is not standard for this family. You know what we do? Well, we say, well, my other three brothers are dealing with it this way, I got to deal with it this way too. So we come up with kind of a group approach, a, a, you know, a, a clan approach to dealing with certain relationships in the family. So if some members of the family said, we're not going to talk to that cousin anymore, or we're not going to talk to this uncle anymore, or this, this brother or this sister is an outcast, etc. Then because you're team A, you're not going to go against the group. Right, because you're kind of tied in with them, it kind of becomes a mafia inside the family. Right, and the singular version is being used because you are responsible for your own ties. Your own ties, I'll give you a complicated example for instance. You have for example, divorces. Divorce is a very common phenomenon. It was something that happened in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and happened after that, it's a reality of life. So when divorce happens, for example, sometimes it gets ugly. Right? And sometimes kids are caught in between. And when kids are caught in between, the, the, the mother might tell her kids, well, he, he's no longer part of your life, so don't, you know, and the kids have a resentment towards either the mother or the father, it can happen. And because they have a resentment towards the mother or father, they're not talking to the mother or father. And then by extension, they're blocking their entire family too. Right, so you're not talking to your dad, and then you're not talking to your grandma or your grandpa or your uncle or your cousin, nobody because, you, you know, because mom's mad at them. Well, that, that has nothing to do with mom. You have blood ties, right? And no, no matter what happens, your dad is still your dad, your mom is still your mom. And your mom will what, have whatever rights, whatever your, her ex-husband thinks of her. And your dad will have whatever rights he has, no matter what the ex-wife thinks of him. Your, the kids still owe these responsibilities. And then to the extended family, the grandparents, the cousins, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, two people are no longer in a relationship, but the blood ties don't go anywhere. They don't go anywhere. And they all have rights. So he says, ati dal kurba hakahu, Give them their rights. Give them their right. And that's, it's meaning you're not doing them a favor. You didn't do some good deed by staying in touch. Or by, by reaching out. Or by actually checking up on them and taking care of their needs if they have a need. That's not some extra good thing you did. That was their right. Like zakat is a right, isn't it? Like prayer is a right of the, the, of Allah and the believer, it's exactly the same way. So, having a family conflict, having a fight in the family. Last time we got together for Eid, my aunt says this. My, my you know, my cousin said this. My this said, oh, now that cousin and everybody who's genetically connected to them are on the block list, right? Because oh no no no, you don't remember what they said at the last wedding. What are you talking about? You you can't do that. You can address a situation, you still have to give them their right. And then what, what gets even worse is, later on, you have these arguments, these fights, and the people that you didn't like, or you had some argument with them or whatever, they're in a financial difficulty. So they're your family, but they're in trouble. They got, they got hospitalized, they got a car accident, they lost their job because of COVID-19, something happened. They're like, I would have given, but that uncle, you don't know what he said two years ago. So you're like deciding who's more worthy of your sadaqah based on your feelings towards them, right? Well, people that are close to you in relationships, Allah made these difficult people in your life, He decided that they should be your relationship. He didn't just put people that, you know, you get to on social media, you get to, oh, I want to be this person's friend, this person's friend, this person's friend. Allah didn't give you like a selection, I want this I want this cha I want this mamu, I want this uncle, I want this nephew, I want you don't get to pick. He picked those, right? He, there's no friend request for those. There's no relative request. <laughs> you know, they, they are who they are and Allah made them challenging sometimes. But that doesn't take away their rights. Now, this is important. It's the, the wording is important. When it came to parents, Allah said, do your very, very best. So this is a higher above kind of standard because of what your parents have done for you. But what happens a lot of times in families is manipulation. That's just a fact. People become, you know... Um, People become jealous of each other. People want to take advantage of somebody who's maybe become more successful in the family. People want to use somebody to pit them against somebody else, play family politics and that kind of thing. right? And if you're naive, you can get caught up in that stuff and not even realize that you're part of a game, that you're being used. You have to have your senses about you. You have to have common sense and know the situation for what it is. But at the same time, when you give them, when they say what they have, their, their rights, their rights are not decided by you. This is important now. Their rights are not decided by you. And their rights are not decided by them. Their rights are decided by Allah Azza wa Because your feelings towards them, you can maybe turn the valve up and give them some more rights. Or if you don't like them too much, you could turn the faucet down and give them less rights. And they will say, well, we have the right to this too, and this too. You, maybe you give them an inch, they want the whole arm. When you give them the arm, they want the, you know. So, and, and the more they want, then now you're giving them what you needed to give to somebody else, right? Because sometimes people can become very demanding. And then they, they, they cover it, they make it look like, no, 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 we're just asking, we're family, of course we're supposed to ask. Of course we're supposed to have that right. So they'll create this definition of rights that came from them. So what I'm getting at is, the rights of who, who has what rights did not come from them, nor did it come from me or you. It comes from Allah. Azawajal. So, and our scholars went into great depths to discuss things like this, to understand what are these rights. For example, financial rights. And that's the context here actually is financial rights first and foremost. This is also important because, you know, a lot of times you have like a cousin or an uncle or whoever never calls you. Or brother who never calls you, sister never, or never, never checks on you, nothing And all of a sudden, hey, I missed you, how are you doing? And you know there's a money conversation coming, you know it already You know, you're not going to embarrass them and say, so how much is it this time? You're not going to say that, but money conversation will come up, right? Uh, or. And, and it, it's okay, maybe they're in need and it's not there to embarrass them because when somebody asks you for that then that may be Allah's gift to you you have an opportunity to spend because you're not spending on them you're giving them a right if that is in fact a need but a lot of times these kinds of conversations happen yeah, you know, we're going to this party or we're going to this aqiqah or we're going to this walima and I needed like three new outfits and I was wondering if you can help out with that and uh, that's not a need nor is that a right. Yeah, but you know, I've, I've already worn the other outfit and people are gonna say they wear the same. Th- no, nobody cares. Nobody looks back at your wedding pictures from four years ago from other walima, and then compares and says, ah, gotcha, same outfit. Uh, and even if they did, it didn't change your life at all. Nothing, you, got, you lost nothing in your life, there was no value lost, you did not lose a limb, you did, your, your life was not a disaster, nothing came to an end, this was not a need. But in your world, this became a need and a right, and you don't care about me, and why don't you care about this family? You don't do anything for us, etc., etc. The guilt tripping will start on top of, on top, on top, on top, on top. And you say, no, you got to take care of family. Allah says, take care of family. Ah, that's, that's where the devil won, because now you brought Allah into it. Hold on. That was a manipulation and now you're gonna bring a line to it? And then people who want to use that and be manipulative will say, yeah, you know, doesn't Allah say you have to take care of family? Aren't you like a don't you have like a beard or something? Don't you wear like a hijab or something? You should know that, right? So they're gonna use religious sacred words to get what they want from you, to guilt you and rope you into something, but it's not their right like that. But on the other hand, we're supposed to be keep an eye on our family, check on our family. And know if someone's in need to the point where they won't have to ask. Right? That's actually how it's supposed to be. If the, the sunnah of our Prophet wasallam is that, you know, the, the, you know, we have done less than our duty if the neighbors are going hungry. Well, neighbors aren't going to come and tell you they're going hungry. You got to keep an eye on them, right? And if that's, the, that's a conversation about neighbors, then what's the conversation about? you know, the the the, the, the relatives. In, in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah talks about people that are jahil. Jahil means, can't control their emotions, means ignorant and it's a derogatory term. Allah is not talking about people that He likes, when He talks about jahil. And He talks about people that are jahil. One of their descriptions, الْجَاهِلُ أَغْنِيَاءَ مِنَ التَّعَفُّفُ لَا يَسْأَلُونَ النَّاسَ إِلْحَافَةِ The jahil person, the ignorant, the oblivious, the one who's You know, emotionally, you know, turbulent. They assume that this person has no need at all. They're doing okay. You know, like they don't, they don't, they see the distress on their face. They're okay. They still have clothes on their back, and they came in a car. I think at least still has three wheels. So it's they're still good. They're good. You know, he says, "Layas aluna nasa ilhafa." Those people are dignified they're not going to wrap themselves like a blanket on your legs and ask for money and that's why you think they're okay right, so that's not okay either that you're so oblivious about people that are not doing okay in your family or close to you especially and you're just so lost in your own that you don't realize how bad things are getting for them like if you know already someone's a single parent or they lost their job or they had health issues or whatever and you knew about that, well it's not a bad idea to just go check on them just give them a call just kind of find out what's going on you know and the, on the other side are people that are doing well, but they 'd like to be doing better, and then call that rights that's not what this is about. this is actually الحاجة, by, by degree of what is absolutely necessary, and that is a right that our, our families have have over us and the close people close to us have, have over us. so he says, give those of the closest relation their right. then he says, well miskin, and then after that after you've kind of Taken stock of your family, then comes the miskeen. Miskeen means people who can't help themselves and they can't get out of a difficult situation. Masaka and you know the sakana together becomes miskeen, um, and that's people like you know people that get paralyzed, or people that are stuck in a uh, you know in a health situation where they can no longer work, you know, and they can't get out of that situation. So it's different from poor person. It's helpless. Miskeen is kind of like a helpless person. They're they're in a desperate situation. Now, the thing about miskin is we have, you know, Alhamdulillah in the Muslim community and even outside of the the faith, we have charity organizations that will tell you about people that are doing desperately and they're they're in a dire situation and etc. We might even show, you know, videos of their desperation and things like that. I personally think it's completely not okay to show the desperation of other human beings because we wouldn't want that on display for ourselves or our children or our parents or, you know, we, we wouldn't want them to have a video of, you know, our kid putting their hand out on the street like this, you know, just to, so, so there has to be some degree of balance between the fulfilling of needs and the Muslim Ummah has to realize we don't have to see those images to become charitable, right, it's not okay for until we see something so disturbing, then we decide to give. We can be told about it and we should be able to give, right, we don't have to have, see that, that graphic image before we can, you know, be compelled to give charity. But still the point remains that Allah mentioned giving of the miskeen second, right? You know why? Because giving strangers is a lot easier. Giving family, your feelings get in the way and say, I don't want to give family. But I'll give lots to the orphanage. I'll give way more to this this, uh, charity relief organ, they need it way more, etc. And part of that is you are charitable and part of that is there's no emotional strings attached there's no grudges there's no nothing so it's easier to give allah said no i want you to fight your ego and your pride and your grudges and give family first and then extend the circle wal miskeen and then extend the and those who can't help themselves right and then extend the circle, وَابْنَ sabil, And this is actually a pretty profound teaching. It's mentioned in several places in the Qur'an. And I'll highlight this, you know, quickly, and then inshallah probably discuss the rest of this item, or this, the, the, the matters of this ayah. I was going to say 25, 26, 27. I'll probably leave off in the middle of uh, 26, and then finish up with 27 inshallah next week. But what I do want to get across to you before I let go is you shouldn't have to get to the point where family has to come and ask you if you had good relations with family, you'd know when something's wrong, right? You'd know on your own. The same way a miskeen in your community, someone who can't help themselves, the, the, the entire purpose of the masjid was not a place to congregate and come to prayer only. The masjid for the Prophet ﷺ, was a place where people would come, they, they, they can't find work or they have an issue, or they, they need to talk to somebody, they have a problem. Whatever issue was going on with them, there was such a closeness in the people who prayed together that they knew each other. They knew each other's families, right? Now we, we the only thing we know is, the only, the only close relationship we have in the masjids now is where I left my shoes on the shoe rack, <laughs> right? That's, it's a race to the finish line, you know? In accounting, they, they say LIFO, right? Last in, first out, right? So that, that's, that's what our masjids have become. But the masjid was supposed to be a place where you get to know people around you, you build a circle of friends, and then when you do that, then you can tell when someone's stuck in a bind. And they don't have to come and ask you, you can tell yourself. And then when you have such a tight-knit community, then comes Wabnas Sabil. The literal translation is the son of the path. Well, that's that's not what that literally means. It means someone who's been on the road. Travelers. Travelers that have been on the road for a while. Okay? So it's not musafir. Musafir just means traveler. Ibn al Ibn has become, become a label, meaning they haven't been able to settle down anywhere so they keep moving along, right? And when you're, when you're a tight-knit community, you see an outsider and you see they're not doing okay, you can tell immediately, right? And if you, but if you, everybody in your community, you've been coming to the same masjid for years, and they're all strangers to you still, right? You still don't, you say, salamu just to get to your line to get the sandwich that's being sold outside, that's it. You don't know anything else. Then you're not going to know who's new in the community, who might need help, or who, who, who looks like they're not doing okay, right? And so that wabnas sabil, all of this was actually, we were not meant to be an isolated people. We're actually meant to have a sense of community. We're, we're meant to have a sense, first of all, of family, of larger family, and then we're supposed to have a sense of our neighborhood, and people in our community. And that's wabnas sabili. And then he adds walatu bathir tabdira. And that's inshallah and one meaning of walaatubadzir tabdheera is don't spend wastefully. But we'll dig into that insha'Allah ta'ala next week. So that's, that's still, part, still part of this ayah, but there are other implications of walaatubadzir tabdheera also. The, the crux of this khubbah, what I wanted to get at is that the rights that people have over us don't go away regardless of our feelings. They, they don't go away. And those rights cannot be manipulated. We have to give them, but we can't have them be manipulated either. So we have to find that balance in between those two extremes, either not giving them their rights or giving them more than, more than their rights and getting used. So you have, you've got to find that balance in between. That is what Allah is, is you know, giving to us here. And then Allah is telling us that when, when we're able to do that with our family, then it is only when you have strong family ties that naturally what you get is strong communities. And you can see that today. People have family issues and family rifts and by natural extension, there are major fights in communities. There's no unity inside communities. There's fragmentation and people don't know each other. People come into the masjid, they feel like nobody cares about me. Nobody even asks, nobody even you know smiles upon me to, to make me feel welcome. In fact, I feel unwelcome when I go to, the, to my community. Right? That's a very common sentiment. Well, it's an extension of what's going on in families. If you can't even care for people in your family, then... <laughs> the outside is a a few degrees off from there, right? So you're not going to feel that warm, fuzzy feeling that you're supposed to feel. So this is the kind of thing that needs to get fostered, but it won't happen if we don't take Allah's word seriously. So here we started from parents, and now we're coming down towards how to create a a loving and a, a merciful and a, and a true sense of brotherhood inside of a community. May Allah azza, which will give us all that and bless us with that. You know, in this time of isolation, when we're not congregating as communities, and the only sense of community we have is virtual, then maybe this is a time to better family ties. Maybe it's, maybe it's time we look within and see where we can make things better within the, the connections we have to our family. And may Allah Azzawajal close the gaps that are in families and remove the ill feelings that are inside of hearts and take assumptions and anger and resentment and you know all of those feelings away and help, people become, help us become better to our families and they become better towards us. And to give the, the proper rights and not become, not become ones that, be, that are a source of wronging each other. بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن الحكيم ونفعني وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم الحمد لله وكفاء والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى خصوصا على أفضلهم وخاتم النبيين محمد الأمين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Allah says in his book, after saying, I pray for God of the Most Religious Shaitan. Allah and the Virgin of the Lord be blessed upon the Prophet, O Lord, those who believe, and unto him, and to him, and to him, and Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ala Muhammad, kama salli'ta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim fil alalamin, innaka Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala ala Muhammad, kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ali ala Ibrahim fil alalamin, innaka hamidun majeed. Ibadullah, rahimakumullah, ittaqu Allah. ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان ويتاذي القربى وينها عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاه ان الصلاة كانت على المؤمنين كتابا موقوتا الله اكبر الله اكبر اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان la رسول الله حي على الصلاه حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاه قد قامت الصلاه الله اكبر الله اكبر لا اله الا الله امين وقضى ربك الا تعبدوا الا اياه وبالوالدين احسانا اما يبلغن عندك الكبر احدهما او كلاهما فلا تقل لهما اوف ولا تنهرهما وقل لهما قولا كريما to لهما جناح We من be وقل to do كما We will be able to do this. We will be able الله اكبر سبحان سميع الله لمن حمده الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر allah akbar Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddini Iyaka Na'budu Wa Iyaka Nasta'een Ihdinas Sirata Al-Mustaqima Sirata Al-Lathina An'amta Alayhim غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين امين وات ذا القربى حقه والمسكين وات ذا القربى حقه والمسكين وابن السبيل ولا تبذر تبذيرا Inna al-mubadzirin kanu ikhwan as-shayateen, wa kana as-shaytanu Allahu Akbar. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Samee'a Hamida liman Allahu Akbar. Allah hu akbar. Allah hu akbar. Allah akbar. السلام عليكم wa الله السلام عليكم wa الله استغفر الله استغفر الله